This is episode two of Who to Thunk It with Zeb. I'm going to get into our topic in just a minute. Um, but unlike the first episode, where it's about a historical figure, I didn't feel that it necessary to do a spoiler alert. This one definitely spoils quite a lot of stories. Um, and so just, just fair warning, I'm about to give the the topic in a minute, but definitely, spoiler alert, I basically give the entire plot to a lot of different stories here. So um, if you don't want to hear them, and you hear that I give the version of, of my character first, go ahead and tune out, or I don't know, don't listen to it, that's okay too. Spoiler alert, you've been warned. Welcome to episode two of Who to Thunk It with Zeb. Uh, this episode, we're not going to be going over historical figures as episode one. This will be have this will have an overall category of comic books and specifically. Uh, a character that I'm quite fond of, the Incredible Hulk. Most people have heard of the Incredible Hulk. He's been around for quite some time. Um, he is awesome. Now, before we get started on the actual big green, it is important to note that the first, technically the first Hulk um, that was in comics was in 1960 in a comic called Strain Tales 75, and this is not Bruce Banner and the Green Incredible Hulk. This is actually a different character. It just had the same same name, same spelling. It was actually a guy named Albert Poole. He's this angry scientist who makes a giant robot that he can control like a mech suit. You know, he can get inside this giant robot and control it. He actually, actually um, accidentally locks himself inside of the mech suit, but conveniently had unlimited supply of food and water. Um, so it was a corny story. And luckily two years later, Stanley and Jack Kirby, um, both rest in peace. They came up with the original or the, the actual incredible Hulk that we all know and love. Now Hulk was originally colored gray. Uh, apparently Stanley wanted his character, his anger management character to, not be associated with any race, um, just wanted him to be gray, you know, neutral. So, but it turns out um, they changed the Hulk to green due to some technological issues with the ink. So the first debut was in 1962. That's when the Incredible Hulk was introduced to the world. Um, 60s, what a great time. And unlike some of the other characters that Stanley came up with and Jack Kirby. Um, the Hulk wasn't based off of any political or social um, unrest like the X-Men. They were created due for the um, uh, the civil rights movement. You know, the X-Men are considered these like different humans. And um, so that's, that's why Stanley came up with them. Iron Man was created out of the uh, military industrial complex. The Hulk was basically just, Based off, I think, I would imagine, the idea that everyone has this monster inside them. You know, everyone has anger. Everyone experiences it. Um, also, is very heavily influenced by Jackal and Hyde. It's a pretty obvious one for most people, but if you had never thought of it, definitely. Jackal and Hyde, Bruce Banner and Hulk. Um, it's definitely got to be some influence there. 
So in we said originally the Hulk was gray and then he was turned green. Well, they came back to making the Hulk gray in 1988. Um, the incredible Hulk number, th- uh, three forty seven, the gray Hulk later comes back sort of as an homage to the original color Hulk, but this time it isn't as the Hulk himself. It's another alter ego of Bruce Banner's who calls himself Joe fix it. And I love Joe fix it. He's super cool. He's usually shown with a suit on and like a fedora smoking a cigar and with a Tommy gun. I know it sounds crazy. He's just, he's like a, some kind of security specialist. I can't remember exactly, but he, he works, he works for the mob in, in Vegas <laughs> and, um, he's smart. He's manipulative. He's less strong than the big green Hulk. Um, but he makes up for it in his in his wits and how freaking cool he is. Um, I don't know if this is in the comics, but I know in the I somehow remember in the 1996 animated series, um, it was a show. Uh, Fix it only came out on like full moons or something like that, which is kind of weird. I don't know if the sh- I could see the show just doing that because it was quite the weird show. Uh, but I suggest checking it out. I think it's on Disney Plus now. <laughs> Then another version of Hulk we have here is the merged Hulk or also known as Professor Hulk. In the comics, he came out in 1991 in Incredible Hulk 377. But also this version of Hulk can be seen in Avengers Endgame when you see uh, Mark Ruffalo chilling in the diner and he's got glasses on. He's taking selfies with kids. That's the merged Hulk, basically. Um, Hulk visits in in the comics. Hulk visits Doc Samson, who's a psychiatrist in the comics and a pretty well-known character. He helps Banner merge and accept his monstrous side. They work together and are both very strong and very smart. In the 90s, this was like the prevalent Hulk. Like I said, it started in 1991. And it was cool because fans got to see Hulk at peace with himself, still strong, still smart, doing things like helping around the house with Betty. Like he would, you know, take giant logs of, I think in the uh, DC and Marvel crossover, the one I like from the 90s, you see Hulk taking giant logs of firewood just as like a chore and like smiling, being like, hey, Betty, what's up? So that was kind of cool, but also didn't last long. And they reverted back to this like savagery of Hulk because what fun is a character that's at peace with himself, you know? <laughs> so they moved on. Now, jumping ahead, this is all the way in 2011, but I. It's, I wanted to talk about this character. His name goes as Cull. It's spelled K-L-U-H. At least that's the way I saw it. I don't know if it was a typo. Um, But this Hulk actually was supposed to be a perfect clone version of Hulk. But instead, the cloning got screwed up. And he came out as the worst parts of Hulk. So Hulk himself is supposed to be the worst versions of Bruce Banner. Cull is actually the worst parts of Hulk. So instead of being um, driven by anger and hatred, you know, and like pent up just being angry like the Hulk, he's he's um, fueled by Hulk sadness and depression. And he's big. He's black. He's got like giant scales. He's got red stripes going through him. He has white hair and he has claws. And he admits to only wanting to cause pain and suffering and bathe in the blood of the innocents. It's he's pretty dark. He's like an emo Hulk, basically. And it, and it makes sense. He came out in 2011. That's when the emo case was coming out. Um, he shows up in comic called Red Hulk Scorcher Earth number one. Um, 
I thought he was he's not in comics very long, but I thought he was worth mentioning. I thought the thought of an emo Hulk is <laughs> pretty cool, and he looks pretty gnarly. Another version worth mentioning, just because it has movie reference here, is War Hulk. No, not World War Hulk. We'll get to that in a bit. But this is just War Hulk, um, and he's one of the Apocalypse. He's one of Apocalypse uh, Four Horsemen. So if you saw X Men Apocalypse, you notice that Apocalypse likes to pick his Four Horsemen. Um, he picked in the movie. He picked Magneto. Um, and a couple other characters. But in the comics in the 90s, there was a comic series, and Apocalypse picked the Hulk as one of his four horsemen. And Hulk got this weird-looking gnarly armor, included some spiked brass knuckles with a glove and a whip. It was it was kind of weird. And, you know, the 90s were crazy. But I just thought it was cool because you could probably wrap your head around that because it was in the movies that, when Apocalypse makes someone the Four Horsemen, you get a couple extra powers, right? So it's Hulk, but he's a little bit more souped up with some weird ancient X-Men powers. <clears throat> Next up is my personal favorite version of the Hulk. And um, no coincidence, also regarded as the strongest version of the Hulk. This is the Green Scar, the Sakarson. This is the World Breaker, the World War Hulk, right? This came out in 2006, a series called Planet Hulk. It is my favorite comic series. Um, I have the huge book of it and the, the next series, uh, World War Hulk. I actually got my dad to read this. I've read it multiple times through. They made a movie, an animated movie, that did not do the comic justice. But if you want to get an idea of the story, you can check it out. I think it was on Netflix for a while, uh, but might now be on Disney+. Plus. <clears throat> anyway, so the strongest version of Hulk. This series reminded me a lot of Edgar Rice Burroughs' Princess of Mars, which is a book that was written in 1912 by Edgar Rice Burroughs. Um, it's a science fiction. Uh, it's about a guy who goes to another planet, is enslaved, made to be like a gladiator, and then fights his way to become the king of the planet. That's essentially the story of Planet Hulk. Um, check out that book. I love uh, princess of mars um actually yeah that book series so anyway let me let me get into the story because i love it so this is going to be probably the longest one in planet hulk there's the illuminati um that's made of a bunch of different people iron man dr strange black bolt professor x from the x-men reed richards from fantastic four and namor the submariner the only one of those that has not made it to tv or movie is namor which I love Namor. He's awesome. But anyway, so these are all like these super powerful uh, superheroes from Earth. They call themselves Illuminati. The Hulk goes on one of his major rampages and destroys a bunch of stuff. You'll see that as a recurring theme here. Hulk gets angry, breaks a lot of stuff, maybe even kills some innocent civilians. Doesn't try it, but, you know, a building falls. It's going to hurt some people if it's unexpected. So Hulk does that. He goes on one of his rampages. And he go, he runs out in the middle of nowhere and gets away from everything. But the Illuminati's like, hey, we need to do something about Hulk. So they trick Bruce Banner. They say, hey, Bruce, we don't need Hulk. We need you. We need you to work on a satellite that's going to crash to Earth. We need you to come and fix it. So they send him up in a, in a spaceship thinking he's going to fix a satellite. But once he gets far enough out of uh, away from Earth, they let the Hulk know um, that we're not actually here. 
you're not actually here to fix a satellite. We can't have you destroying another one of our cities. So they, they say, we're actually sending you to a planet where the Hulk will actually like it. He's always wanted to be left alone. This planet's nice. It's beautiful. It's got tons of wild games. You can hunt, you can eat, you can live by yourself, which is, that is what the Hulk always, that's what he wanted a lot in the comics, you know, even in this, in the, uh, I think it was the seventies show. That's, he said that a lot. Um, so that's what they think they're sending him. But something happens with the, the ship. It malfunctions and shoots him. It gets it goes through like a vortex, like a black hole. And it, it hurts the ship and sends him to not that planet, to a different planet called Sakaar. And <clears throat> this vortex that he gets sent to actually um, saps his strength. And he's like super weak. He lands there. He gets enslaved by this evil red king of the planet who makes him a gladiator. Like I said, a lot like John Carter's story in Edgar Rice Burroughs book series. Along the way, he becomes, you know, he's this gladiator and he becomes uh, this uh, embodiment of the locals religion, like a prophet You're, you know, they have this prophecy and it says that this guy's going to come from a different planet, start out as a slave, then a gladiator and then make his way up. Right. So, and that's what starts happening to him. It's sort of like Spartacus's story. He gets enslaved, but then he breaks free and gets all the other gladiators to come with him. <clears throat> so these locals believe him. He believe he's part of their religion and he breaks free. He gets attacked by this ancient evil known as, this is kind of a hokey name, the Spikes, which is sort of like the Flood in the Halo video game series. Basically, it's just these space parasites that just attack people sort of like the zombie virus in a way and um the hulk gets attacked by him but he ends up overcoming this not by destroying the spikes but becoming like their ally he says look i'm this super super strong super health regenerative dude with lots of power in me how about you use me to you know he finds out these spikes aren't inherently evil they're just starving so he feeds them they have no need to kill other people and he turn this super ancient evil parasite thing into, into like his buddies. That's super cool. So the Hulk finds a woman um, who has these ancient powers. She can turn her skin to stone. She's super strong. Um, and he finds a couple other people to be his like main lieutenants or generals, have you. Um, and these are people, some of them are actually shown in Thor Ragnarok. You saw Korg, the big stone guy. In Thor Ragnarok, he's got like the uh, New Zealand accent. He's like, oh, me and Meek, you know, well, that was a terrible New Zealand accent. Uh, but yeah, so it's Korg and Meek. They were in Thor Ragnarok. They're actually from the comics. It's a nod to Planet Hulk. Thor Ragnarok, the movie was a mix of two different comics, uh, Thor Ragnarok and Planet Hulk. They were put together. Um, that's the one with Jeff Goldblum in it. Love Jeff Goldblum. Anyway, so... He finds all these people to follow him. One of them is a woman who has lots of powers and she's strong and she's, she has, you know, tons of resilience to fighting and all that. And Hulk falls in love. He, he finds her amazing. And along with his, he calls him his war bound, you know, Korg and Meek and the woman. And he defeats, he ends up defeating this evil red King that enslaved him and made him a gladiator. It's awesome. There's T-Rexes and stuff that he beats up. It's so cool. And then when all seems nice, Hulk has made this wonderful world for himself. He's basically the ruler. 
He saved them from the spikes. He saved them from the occupation of the Red King. He came from a slave all the way up to this, and everything was great. He's in love. He's got his friends. It's going to be a great time. All of a sudden, the ship that he came to this planet with explodes. Okay? <laughs> Not cool. Um, and when that happens, he gets super angry because the ship exploding actually tears his planet apart. His newfound home has been torn apart. His The woman he fell in love with is now dead. You know, Hulk has never really loved anyone but Betty. Here he finds peace, and it's all just destroyed. The, the planet starts breaking apart in half. Like, they show it from space, and it's ripping apart. The Hulk does one of the coolest and most amazing feats of strength he's ever done in the comics. He jumps to the core of the planet. I know it sounds nuts with all the magma and stuff. He grabs the core and fixes it. And then he takes the tectonic plates and puts them back together, saving the planet. Basically a lot, a lot of people died, but not everyone died because he did this, which is freaking sweet. Um, uh, Hulk is now madder than ever. And when the matter Hulk gets the stronger he gets, so he gets back up to the surface, saves the planet, finds out his honey is dead. He is super mad, and he's and his warbound, you know, Korg and Meek and all the other guys that he was fighting alongside with, like, what do we do now? And he was like, now we go back to Earth, and we start cracking some skulls. And that's the end of Planet Hulk. Kicks off the next comic series that goes right, right after it, uh, World War Hulk. In the comics, while all this is going on, is Civil War. You know, that's why they did it in the movies like that. Civil War was happening in the movies with Tony and with, you know, with Iron Man and, and Captain America. But Hulk was never there and Thor wasn't there. You know what I mean? They did it. They did it very similar to the comics. Um, and it was really cool. So but in the comics, this is why they didn't do it justice in the movies. In the comics, Hulk comes back and he's not happy. He's not there to help people. He's there to mess some stuff up. I'm trying not to curse on this podcast. <laughs> he shows up. Black Bolt, I said he was part of the Illuminati. He's this guy who he has super uh, voice power. It sounds crazy. But if he whispers, he levels a city. If he yells, he can crack a planet in half. Well, Hulk literally did just mend a planet from cracking in half. He shows up, and Black Bolt's on the moon. He says, what's up, Black Bolt? And he's like, Hulk, I don't want to kill you. He's like, oh, I'd like to see you try. I'm a lot stronger than I used to be. And he just beats the snot out of what's con who's considered the second strongest human being in the Marvel comic first. Beats the crap out of Black Bolt. It's super cool. Um, he ends up beating the crap out of Tony for a bit, but then survives. He beats the crap out of everyone. He goes to the – Professor X is part of the Illuminati. He goes to the X-Men. And he's just going through, you know, there's all these X-Men that's going to pr uh, protect Professor X. He just destroys all of them. Every single superhero. This is one of the reasons what melds Civil War. Because Tony, this is right after Civil War. Tony has won in the comics. And he tells all the superheroes, look, I know I persecuted you all. You're now, a lot of you are in jail because you sided with Captain America. But Hulk is here and he is mad. We need your help. I will... Shorten your sentences. I'll even forgive most of your sentences um, for going against me and not being a registered superhero if you help us do some kind of damage control. And this is like She-Hulk, everyone you can think of. Everyone you can think of in the Marvel Universe. It's crazy. It ends with, I mean, if you could guess who 
actually subdues Hulk or how, you know, he, this, like I said, this is the strongest version we've ever seen. Um, Tony, Tony Iron Man actually comes up with a satellite that can shoot down into space and sap all the gamma radiation from Hulk. So it doesn't kill him. It just turns him back into Bruce Banner, um, which is really smart. And that's the only way they could do it. This is after Hulk has basically beaten every strong, all the strongest, heaviest hitters in the Marvel Universe. It's amazing. Just such a cool comic series. Anyway, now we're going back to that was in 2006. Now we're going back to 1992. There's another version of the Hulk. Uh, Credible Hulk Future Imperfect in 1992. We have this version is called the Maestro Hulk. I've never read this comic series, but I'm going to because I've heard so much about it. Um, this is 100 years in the future. The Hulk has been ravaged by nuclear. The world has been ravaged by nuclear war. All the survivors are under the rule of an evil genius known as the Maestro. Spoiler alert: It's the Hulk, and. All of the Hulk's friends, the Avengers, the heroes of Marvel have died. And he's now also been exposed to tons of radiation, gamma radiation. So those two things, his psyche's a little frac got fractured because all his friends died. And then also all that radiation kind of made him go nuts. Didn't kill him. He's the Hulk. Radiation's his, his thing. But it did make him go nuts. The maestro... In 100 years in the future, old Hulk, basically, he's got a big white beard. He wears, like, skulls around his neck and stuff. He's sadistic to the extreme, uh, but it, he is able to use Banner's intellect <clears throat> to further his evil power. Um, he's the only, the only person who ends up beating Maestro is Hulk from present day, Savage Hulk. <clears throat> and that's only because he time-traveled uh, to the future. As to why he time traveled, I'm not exactly sure. Like I said, I didn't actually read this one, but it is a cool story. I looked up, looked all this stuff up. Maestro's only killed one. He's transported back in time to the moment that Bruce Banner actually first became the Hulk with that first gamma bomb. That's what kills the that's what kills the Maestro. So he's important to Maestro. It came out in 1992 because it shows you it's such a cool alternate version of what Hulk could be in the future. And next we have another version of Hulk that a lot of people, a lot of fan theories like to say is what led to Maestro. So this is in the future, just not as far in the future as Maestro. This is the uh, Pappy Banner version of Hulk from the Old Man Logan series, which came out in 2009, which I did read this one. It's amazing, or at least the first, um, first part of it. <clears throat> in the future... Uh, once again, Earth is not in good shape. All the villains have won, killed mostly all the heroes, and there's nuclear war. Most of America is like a desert. Hulk survives along with his cousin She-Hulk, and they flee to California. Over time, Hulk goes nuts from the radiation, like like Maestro, and and from seeing all his buddies die. Again, like I said, you can see why there's parallels between old old man Logan Pappy Branner and the Maestro Hulk uh, from 1992. Remember, this is in 2009, so it's quite a lot of time later. Um, so the Hulk decides to call California, get this, Hulkland. Sounds like a, an amusement park. <laughs> and he ends up, so like I said, he brings She-Hulk there, but they end up deciding sort of like, we might be the only two left. We need to repopulate the Earth. She's his cousin. Yeah, this is a dark one. <laughs> So he ends up he ends up having lots of offspring with his cousin. 
this is why it's such a fun comic to read. A lot of this messed up stuff. Uh, and they have they have a lot of inbred offspring. Uh, and they call themselves the Hulk Gang. <laughs> so they're not very smart. That's why that's why they're they come up with all these not very good names <laughs> for things. The Hulk Gang actually finds out that Old Man Logan, aka Wolverine, is actually living in their turf. They don't like it. They um like to mess with them a lot. And one day they end up killing his family. At this point, Wolverine has a wife and kids and the Hulk gang kills them. Guess what? You don't want to be on the bad side of Wolverine's revenge. Not a good idea. So, uh, Logan actually decides to kill all of them. He said, well, now I've got nothing to live for. So I'm going to kill all of you. He kills all of the Hulk gang. So it was, I think it was like hundreds, hundreds, if not hundreds, dozens. In the comic, I remember there was like fields of them. <laughs> they all lived in like a trailer park. <laughs> and he goes up and kills them all. And Pappy Banner's like, you killed all my boys. <laughs> I'm pretty sure She-Hulk is non-existent at this time or gone. But anyway, Pappy Banner, Pappy Banner, and you know, this weird inbred crazy Hulk is like, <clears throat> he's like, Logan, you can't kill my boys. They get into a fight. It's pretty brutal. Um, and eventually what happens is the Hulk ends up eating Logan, swallowing him whole. Well, if you know anything about the Wolverine's powers, he can regenerate himself. So just because you chomped him up, what you need to do, if you really want to kill Wolverine, we'll get into that later, but he swallows him whole. And the Hulk's like, ah, it tasted good. I'm going to go back to my life and making more <laughs> Hulk gang, weird hillbilly kids. Um, but that's not how the comic ends. Logan actually regenerates. You see claws pop out of the Hulk's gut, Pappy Banner's gut, split him open, and he just comes out of his stomach and is like, you're an idiot. I regenerate. Why did you not remember that? And kills him. Kills the Hulk. It's, it's really cool. Um so that was Old Man Logan Hulk. There's another one. It, a lot of times in the comic, they like to put Hulk and Wolverine together because they're really cool. They both have healing. They're both are savage, you know. Hulk's angry. Wolverine's also got, you know, a temper. Um, I like to think of it as in in actual wildlife, in actual reality, there's the actual Wolverine. It's an actual man, animal. And the bear the Wolverine is so ferocious it fights the bear. It's the same idea. Like Hulk would be the bear. Wolverine would be, well, the Wolverine. So in the year 2000, in the Ultimate Universe, it's the, the comic series, they came out with the Ultimate Universe is like a compressed version of the comics. If you're new to comics, I'd suggest buying that one. You're going to be like, wait, that's not how it went. But it's a lot more compressed and it's only like the heavy hitters, the more important people of Marvel. It's really interesting. So Hulk ends up, uh, leveling a town and then a city, and it makes him a wanted man. Like I said, that's a recurring theme in Hulk's stories. <clears throat> when this happens, uh, Nick, like I said, it's a little bit different. So Nick Fury tasks the Wolverine with finding and killing the Hulk like Wolverine is his own private assassin. The Wolverine obliges become because he likes the challenge of a good fight, and he hears the Hulk is quite the warrior. Wolverine finds Hulk holed up in a penthouse surrounded by beautiful women who are scantily clad. When Wolverine gets there, the Hulk is like politely asked if he wants some hot chocolate, which, you know, Wolverine's heard he's this 
savage, crazy dude who can't listen to reason. He shows up. He's like, hello, Logan. Would you like some hot chocolate? So it takes him off guard. Wolverine's surprised and because Fury briefed Wolverine and told him he had anger issues to the point where Hulk is just a beast. But that's not what he what he saw. Hulk explains that he has been working on his anger issues, <laughs> anger management, and therefore has become more intelligent and less destructive. And he's he's like playing mind games with Wolverine. He he's coming off as much smarter because Bruce Banner is really smart. Wolverine's disappointed. He was hoping to meet Hulk at his most powerful, super mad, super strong, and a good fight. Like I said, he likes a challenge. So the Hulk is going on about how smart he is, and he's you know he's outwitting and make Wolverine sound like an idiot. He's trying to insult him, and or the Wolverine's trying to insult Hulk at every turn, and he gets him and trying to get him mad so he can face a worthy version of the Hulk. But the Hulk is too zen, quote unquote. Uh, you know, and he just blows it off. He said, you almost believe the Hulk has actually changed from his brutish ways and has been evolved until Wolverine had remembered something from Nick Fury's briefing about the Hulk. He says, fine, I guess I'll leave you alone, Hulk. You know, you aren't dangerous anymore. Uh, but before I go, I was just wondering, since you moved on with your life, you've got all these honeys here. Um, I was wondering if I could take that little hot piece Betty Ross for myself. And in all of the all of the comics, every version of Hulk, Hulk's one of his number one uh weaknesses is Betty. The words barely get out of Logan's or Wolverine's lips when the Hulk freaks out. He's kept his cool up until now, but Wolverine asked if he could sleep with Betty Ross and Hulk freaks out. You just in the comics, you just see Hulk's fist just enter the screen. All you see is his fist just enter the screen, and you see like the little beat up version of Wolverine just flying out the out the door. It's awesome. Um, he Wolverine got a soft spot. The fight between the two is epic. I won't get into every blow, but Wolverine puts his adamantium claws in the Hulk's head, one through his ear and one straight down his scalp. Really cool. Um, the Hulk, you know, beats him up, but it ends with the Hulk ripping Wolverine in half. And he throws, so right at the right at the waist, he throws his bottom half in one direction as far as he can. Remember the Hulk's super strong, so it's hundreds of miles away. And he throws his top half the other half, the other direction. And so Wolverine isn't like Deadpool. He can't regrow limbs. You know, if you saw Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool, he got his arm chopped off or his hands chopped off and they grew back. That's not Wolverine. He has to put his body back together to survive, to, to heal. So the Wolverine has to drag his upper half hundreds and hundreds of miles, drag himself through the wilderness with his claws to get to his bottom half and put himself back together. So that's why I was saying um, when Pappy Banner and Old Man Logan, he shouldn't have swallowed him whole. He should have maybe ripped him apart and swallowed his feet. Probably would have worked out okay. But if you swallow the whole body, he's going to come back together. I just think it's so brutal. Hulk through one direction his bottom half in one direction, his top half in the other, and the Wolverine, in order to survive, had to crawl hundreds of miles just to put himself back together. That is freaking sweet. So those are our main versions of the Hulk. Pretty much done with the episode here, but I wanted to go over a few extra versions of him that I thought were mentionable. So some other versions of the Hulk. We have Venom Hulk in 1989. Uh, Venom from the Spider-Man universe has bonded with Peter Parker, and, but instead of going right to, um, the next guy, sorry, I can't remember his name, but he goes to the Hulk 
He joins with the Hulk and is like, hey, what a power upgrade. Instead of Peter Parker, I got the Hulk. But And they have quite the time imagined Venom, but even more juiced up, even bigger. Um, but uh, the Venom, Venom basically symbiote uses Hulk, uh, uses him and is like, hey, that Thor guy is even cooler because he can fly. Uh, so he goes to Thor. And that was a 1989 short little thing of the Hulk. In 2011, we have the Infernal Hulk. Bruce Banner becomes the Sorcerer Supreme. Uh, to understand what that means, Doctor Strange is the Sorcerer Supreme, and they made a movie about it. But in this version, Bruce Banner becomes it. He banishes his alter ego, the Hulk, to hell. That's right. His own, like, half of himself, the Hulk. Bruce Banner's like, nope, I don't want to turn to the Hulk anymore. I'm Sorcerer Supreme. Can't have that. You're going to hell. Hulk doesn't take that lying down. He mingles with a bunch of demons, becomes super powerful, gets some demon powers, and comes back up to Earth to exact his revenge. This version of Hulk is super powerful. He's also red. He's got huge horns, and he's like the size of a freaking skyscraper. So that's terrifying. Uh, Bruce Banner as a Sorcerer Supreme is really powerful, but he realizes the only way he's going to beat this demonic version of Hulk is to go back to being merged with him and like it was before. So absolute madness there. You got Demon Hulk. There's like some form of religion in this comic. Check it out. Infernal Hulk 2011. There's also the Zombie Hulk in 2005. Marvel came out with its uh, run of Marvel Zombies. It was a big zombie craze back then. And rightfully so. Zombies are still freaking awesome. Um, but in this universe, the Marvel heroes all start to be infected by the zombie plague. Hulk is first called into the comic. You first see him being called in by Nick Fury, who's like, hey, Hulk, I need you. Uh, and Bruce Banner, I need you to help me, you know, combat this zombie plague. But like all other heroes, Hulk ends up getting infected himself by the zombie plague. And in most comics, most versions of the Hulk, Hulk says, Hulk is strongest there is. But in the zombie Marvel universe, Hulk says, Hulk is hungriest there is, <laughs> which I thought was interesting uh, and funny and good uh, homage, you know, cool little hint back to the original versions of Hulk. Hulk goes on to eat a bunch of heroes as a zombie, including Galactus, who's huge. He's bigger than planets. He eats planets for breakfast, literally. So Hulk eats Galactus, which is interesting, and then also kills Thanos. It's Marvel Zombies is lit. I <laughs> Highly suggest you check it out. The Fantastic Four, uh, Fantastic Four 534, Hulk survives a full-on direct blast from Johnny Storm. So in the movies, you had Chris Evans playing Johnny Storm, and they, they were said how powerful he was. He was as powerful as a supernova sun. Hulk takes a full-on blast from a supernova sun, comes out unscathed. That's amazing. In Hulk 398, there's this villain called vector who has the power to like and uses powers to melt the skin and muscle and everything except for the skeletal structure and a couple um vital organs melts it down away from hulk hulk is nothing he's like a cage of himself but to demonstrate hulk's health regenerative abilities he regenerates in a matter of moments coming out looking cool as a cucumber but his clothes have been burned off and he says, uh, could someone get me a new pair of pants? <laughs> so just showing you how strong and funny Hulk can be. And Hulk 444, uh, the X-Men have to fight Hulk because, you know, like I said before, he was taken over by Apocalypse. So he's gone. You know, he's a bad guy. Even worse, he's not just angry. He's, you know, 
evil and one of Apocalypse's henchmen. So Cable from the X-Men and also Storm work together to try to sap him out of his trance. Cable puts him under like a, psych- a psychic trance and Storm hits him with his lightning, a lightning bolt to the brain. Whoopsie, lightning actually killed Hulk, stopped his heart. So like, we didn't mean to kill you, Bruce. Hulk, you're amazing. We just try to snap you out of it. So Storm hits him with another lightning bolt to resuscitate him. So, you know, the normal electric paddles in the hospital weren't going to do it for Hulk. He had to be hit by a a lightning bolt to the heart to bring him back to life. So those are all the different versions of the Hulk, all the mentionable uh, series and alternate versions of the Hulk that I like. Of course, there are thousands of different stories in the comics, and I suggest you check them out for yourself that's the great thing about comics there's always more different versions different realities you can check out you'll never read them all there's also movies and shows notably in 1978 there was a there was the the incredible hulk show with bill bixby and lou ferrigno bill bixby amazing actor um that show was not an action series that was a tragedy And Bill Bigsby did it right, showing you the tortured soul of Bruce Banner, this person who can turn into a monster at any time. And I think it was, this is 1978, I think they were trying to show that anger issues are a real thing. And Bill Bigsby took it very seriously and did an amazing job. However, the action scenes were terribly hokey. (laughs) Um, Now, Lou Ferrigno is a walking tank. And seeing him painted up in green, shirtless, you're like, I didn't know human beings could look like that. If you seriously, he was huge. Um, but still the action scenes were not America had not the film industry had not really done that well at working out hand to hand combat at the time. Uh, then there's the current Marvel cinematic universe with, uh, Mark Ruffalo, who's done a great job before him, Ed Norton. I personally like Ed Norton more than Mark Ruffalo, not by much. Mark Ruffalo is still awesome, but, um, and most people say they like Mark Ruffalo more. No offense, Mark. You're, you're doing a great job, but I, I just love Ed Norton. I think he did that whole tortured soul thing a little bit better than than Mark. And in 1996, there's the animated series um, that was a now, I guess, is owned by Disney. And I'm pretty sure it's on Disney+. Plus. Check it out. It's kind of a weird, wacky animated thing. They went all over the place, but I think that's why it's so fun. They had Joe Fix-It. They had... They had the Brainiac. It was pretty cool. Um, Check it out. This character, the Hulk, has been around for 58 years, since 1962. He's about as old as my dad, which is awesome. And he's also one of my dad's favorite characters, if not my dad's number one favorite comic character. Hulk is my favorite because some of the earliest memories uh, that I have uh, is my dad reading comic books to me as a little kid. And the Hulk always captured my imagination. When Stan Lee passed away... Rest in peace, sir. I wrote that this character, the Hulk, was known for getting mad and breaking stuff. He's known for destroying things. But but just because a hero, just because a person breaks things and loses their temper every once in a while doesn't mean that they're inherently bad. Doesn't mean that they're evil. And I thought whether that was Stan's intention or not, it's a very powerful message to send to people. And it... What I needed here as a kid, I always get was getting in fights and stuff as a little kid. So I think that's what's important. These are the reasons why I love comics so much. The stories, like all these colorful versions of the Hulk, keep getting better and they're awesome. But what comics really are special for is inspiring people, inspiring children to be the best that they can be 
on a moral, a physical, intellectual, you have at all those different levels. They're, they are the American mythos. The ancient Greeks had Zeus. They had all these different versions. You know, the Norse, they had Thor and all them. America has their comic books. And I think we saw that come to fruition in the 2010s with the Marvel Cinematic Universe and DC. It no longer was just a book version of it. It was mainstream movies making more money than any movies have ever made before. And a lot of comic book people would say that some comic book people were like, oh, you know, it was my thing. Now these movies are out and everybody thinks they're a comic fan. I didn't take it that way. I loved it that everyone else could share these stories as well. I love that they're back. I I love that it's mainstream now. So, but credit for this episode of the podcast goes to Marvel Comics themselves. Go out and buy some comics. Because on a podcast, you have no idea what I'm talking about, what they, what these characters look like. And the artwork is phenomenal. I love art. I love drawing. Um, they, don't just, they don't just draw it. They ink it as well. Um, it's a whole process. It's amazing. So go out and buy them. They're all available online. Some are probably available at your local comic book store, which if you've never been to a comic book store, you need to go. I'm like a kid in a candy shop there. It's, I love going to comic book stores. Haven't gone in a while. Um, I'm going to get my girlfriend to come with me, uh, re- pretty soon. Cause I'm looking forward to it. I recommend you check them all out for that, for that artwork. Thanks for tuning in for who to thunk it episode two, who to thunk it with Zeb on the incredible Hulk. Hope you guys have a great day. Adios. Adios. <laughs>